1: Now, enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: And good morning to our guests and friends, those here in the sanctuary, as well as those who are worshiping with us through the live stream. We thank God for the opportunity to be together one more time. You know, we don't know about next week, because things are happening in such a way that we see someone today, and then tomorrow they're gone. In fact, today they're gone. So we are grateful to God for the privilege of being alive and being able to give Him worship and praise. The title of the message today is The Triumph of Faith. The Triumph of Faith. It has always seemed rather strange. To me that people who care nothing about Jesus Christ, who would not give an hour to worship on Sunday, or even talk to him for a couple of minutes during the week, should make so much of Christmas. As you go about and see all the money people spend on Christmas lights and other things, you wonder whether they know anything about Christmas. The... So the question I would have is why celebrate Christmas if you do not believe in what Christmas is all about? It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. Although Christmas is a national holiday, it is nevertheless a celebration for believers in Jesus Christ. It is one of the church's festival days. It lies at the heart of the gospel. The Christmas message and the Easter message belong together. If you accept one, you you need to accept the other also. If you celebrate one, you ought to celebrate the other. But today I want us to take a look at two of the principal characters in the Christmas story, Mary and Joseph who were certainly examples of true faith in God. Mary and Joseph were as human as you and I, subject to the same temptations, trials, and weaknesses, but by the grace of God, they were given faith and they lived in that faith. Mary and Joseph were human enough and weak enough to be afraid, afraid of what people would say, afraid of where all that was happening would lead. But by faith, they embraced God's will and went forward on the path he had chosen for them. So, number one, think of Mary's situation. For a moment, try to put yourself in Mary's place, in Mary's situation. Use your sanctified imagination, if I may call it that. But here's a beautiful young woman, perhaps in her late teens, engaged to be married to a handsome man, who was much older than she was, whom her parents had carefully selected according to the Jewish custom of that day. An angel from heaven comes to her with an incredible announcement. Here's Luke's account that was just read for us in Luke chapter 1, 26 through 32. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, and Elizabeth was Mary's cousin, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Bible tells us that Mary was troubled, afraid, petrified, and who wouldn't be? You can imagine the thoughts that went through Mary's mind. What would Joseph think if I tell him what is going to happen? Would he believe that God was doing something that had never been done in human history? How could he believe something so incredible? What would her family and neighbors in the little village of Nazareth say? This was such a unique situation that only the grace of God allowed Mary to accept what God was about to do in and through her. Her life would never be the same again. But secondly, let's think of Joseph's situation. He was face to face with a totally unexpected situation. It was a most bewildering turn of events for this husband-to-be. Joseph knew that Mary was a godly young woman, But he was baffled and hurt by the news of her pregnancy. And from what some scholars said that the first four months of her pregnancy she spent with Elizabeth, her cousin. And so the likelihood is that uh, Joseph did not hear until until she was four months pregnant. How could she be telling him lies, Joseph must have thought, how could someone as sensible and thoughtful as he knew Mary to be come up with such a fanciful story? He knew she was not given to wild imagination. Although Joseph wanted to believe her story, who else would? A virgin with child? He would have to divorce her quietly. That's all that he could think of doing. But then... I'm sure he thought, "What would become of her? What would become of the child?" Knowing what people would say, knowing the shame and contempt that would surely come, Joseph was human enough to be afraid of what was happening. But Matthew, chapter one, eighteen through twenty-one, gives Joseph's side of the story. Luke gives Mary's side. Um, Matthew gives Joseph's side and in Matthew 1, 18-21 Matthew says this is how Jesus the Messiah was born his mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph but before the marriage took place while she was still a virgin she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit Joseph to whom she was Engaged, was a righteous man, and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Joseph was a righteous man, yet he had his fears and his doubts. But when the angel spoke to him, his fears and his doubts disappeared. You see, he had a word from the Lord, And that is all that true faith needs. That is all the evidence that a child of God requires. Give me a word from the Lord and that settles the issue for me. Whatever the consequences might be, I know what I have to do and I expect God to provide me with the ability to do it. What a wonderful thing to know that we have a word from the Lord for every occasion that we face. How many times in our distress and desperation we take up the Bible, prayerfully open it, and there was a verse of Scripture waiting for us. It was just what we needed and how it lifted our souls. But unfortunately, many Christians' acquaintance with the Bible is like that of a little girl named Eve. Eve was at a Sunday school picnic. And the minister said to her, So you attend Sunday school regularly? Oh, yes, sir, she replied. And you know your Bible? Oh, yes, sir. Or oh, could you tell me something that's in it? Oh, I could tell you everything that's in it, she said. Indeed, do tell me then, said the minister. Well, my sister's boyfriend's photo is in it. <laughs> And Ma's recipe for vanishing cream is in it. And the lock of my hair cut off when I was a baby is in it. And the ticket for Pa's watch is in it. You see, if that is the purpose of the Bible, for you then, don't be surprised that in your hour of need, you have no word from the Lord to help you. But let's Look at both of them now. Think of the challenges Mary and Joseph faced. They must have had their plans, as all couples do. But when Mary told Joseph the incredible news, you can imagine how his dreams dissolved and how dark everything became. As I thought about Joseph's quandary in looking at the future and wondering how it would turn out, I thought of the many people who have lost their jobs since COVID-19. Some have worked for the same company for many years. They gave the company their best years. Some were in top management positions and suddenly they were without a job. And that brought to mind an experience I had with someone probably in the late 1990s. But I was having lunch with a potential member of People's Baptist Church. He had visited us uh, several times, and I know that um, he needed a church home. And so I decided that I would invite him to, to lunch. He had moved from Ohio to take up a position as head of a department at a major hospital here in Boston. Just before our lunch meeting, he had a meeting with his superiors and was informed that the, his department would be phased out within a month and he and 60 employees would be without a job. It was a devastating blow to a Christian brother who had moved here less than a year before to take up his dream job. There were mortgage payments, car payments, credit card bills, and other fixed expenses that had to be taken care of. He was disappointed, but not in despair, because he had faith that God would take care of him and his family. And that was, that was faith in his part. The Lord did provide, did provide for him, as he does provide for all of us when we are in difficult uh, situations. Some of you listening to me today may be dealing with the reality of unemployment or anticipating it in 2024 or fearing the possibility of, un- of Unemployment. And you're wondering like Joseph about an uncertain future. But God did not fail Joseph, and neither will he fail you. Brothers and sisters, we have to face the fact that there is no security in this world. You can lose your job at any time. You can lose your health. You can lose your investments if the stock market goes down. But if you are a believer in Jesus Christ... There is no need to fear the future, for you serve a God who controls all circumstances, and he controls the future. As the Apostle Paul reminds us in Romans 8 and verse 28, and we know, and that's important, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. You so see, we see in the case of Joseph and Mary that God is faithful and he always will be to his people. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. At that time, Emperor Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Everyone then went to register himself, each to his own hometown. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the town of Bethlehem in Judea. He went to register Mary, who was promised in marriage to him. She was pregnant, and while they were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have her baby. She gave birth to her first son, wrapped him in cloths, and laid him in a manger, There was no room for them to stay in the inn. Now can you imagine Joseph's anxiety making a journey of about a hundred miles to Bethlehem and Mary in her last days of pregnancy? Can you imagine the distress he felt when he couldn't find any room in the inn while Mary was in labor and had to go into the place where the animals were. Matthew, And Matthew 2, verse 13 tells us another another story. It says, After the wise men, remember the wise men who came from the east and uh, gave, gave um, Jesus uh, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, Get up, flee to Egypt. With a child and his mother, the angel said, Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So can you just imagine how Joseph must have felt when he was told by an angel to get up and flee to Egypt because of the threat to the life of his young son? Joseph was a poor carpenter, perhaps business was bad and there must have been considerable expenses attached to traveling to another country with his wife and young son. So the question is, how did he manage the trip and how could they afford to stay in Egypt for all those months until Pharaoh died and they were able to get back to Nazareth? God provided for their needs as he always does for his children. So if you are faced with a seemingly impossible situation today, take courage. The Lord will provide. His name is Jehovah Jireh. Yes, we live in difficult times, economically, socially, politically. We are faced with problems beyond our ability to solve. But the message of Christmas is that we serve a God who has the power to enter human history from outside, a God who has the power to handle our human situations, whatever they may be. If ever any couple felt themselves trapped by circumstances, it must have been Joseph and Mary, especially Mary. But although she was young, she knew that whatever God appointed is right. He will always, his will is always best. And it was that confidence in God's faithfulness which brought her through the situation that she had to go through. Mary reflects the person whom God unexpectedly chooses to use. You see, she brings no outstanding credentials other than her availability and willingness to serve God. But those two characteristics are the most basic ones anyone can offer to God, availability and willingness to serve. And so he puts her to use in his plan, taking her through a process for which she has no training or preparation. He simply promises to be with her in the journey, and she responds by willing to go on on the ride. Oh, I may be speaking to someone, listening to me, who feels trapped by their circumstances. Perhaps you see no hope that things will get any better in your life. You see life going so well for others and you feel cheated. It's the feeling of being trapped and frustrated that moves people to file for divorce. You may even be tempted to give up your faith, forsake the fellowship of the Church, and just disappear. But, my friend, if you do that, where will you go? The world will never do for you what God Almighty can do for you. God, in His wisdom, provides a spiritual family called the Church with brothers and sisters who will help you in your struggles who will help you bear your burdens, who will pray with you and pray for you and strengthen in you the resolve to follow the Lord and wait upon him. But look again at the example of Mary and Joseph. Whatever the grief, however great the cost they were set to do God's will, that is the mark of true faith whether they knew it or not today were chosen to play a part in the great drama of redemption in a million years from now we'll still be rejoicing in the unfolding of god's plans and purposes in which mary and joseph were so deeply involved while the situation of mary and joseph is unique and dramatic the lessons are there for us to learn. We must expect times in our life when we'll be tempted to escape from our situation because it costs so so much. We must expect times when we will be filled with fear, fear of the future with its uncertainty, fear of life's burdens which sometimes seem greater than we can bear. But if we place our trust in Mary's son, Fear shall not defeat us, for Christ is the answer to fear. The message of Christmas is, trust in God. When you feel like giving up, trust in God. When your soul is cast down, trust in God. When you're experiencing heartache and heartbreak, disappointment and dejection, sickness and sadness, trust in God. When misunderstanding and and misfortune, injustice and inequity surround you, trust in God. When slander and backbiting, jealousy and hatred come against you, trust in God. When stormy weather, dark days and lonely nights come upon you, trust in God. So whatever your situation, by God's grace you can handle it if your faith is in God. At Bethlehem was born an all-sufficient Savior. You can trust him, for he can answer all of your questions, hear all your prayers, solve all your burden, all your problems, heal all your hurts, forgive all your sins, lift all your burdens, strengthen all your weaknesses, understand all of your frustrations, comfort all of your sorrows, change all of your circumstances, and supply all of your needs and brothers and sisters we need to remember who we are we are the children of God joined heirs with Jesus Christ forgiven of our past adopted in the family of God clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ enjoying the peace of God and experiencing the grace of God day by day all the way my Savior leads me What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy, whose life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, here by faith in him to dwell. For I know, yes I know, whatever befalls me, Jesus doeth all things well. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street, at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at the 2-4. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.